Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So is the Israel-Gaza war a harbinger of the end of the world? It's a less insane question than you might think, actually. For millennia, Christians have anticipated that a great war over the Holy Land could be a sign of the end times. Right now, the Gaza fight isn't that, but it might be that very soon. Right now, Israel is still preparing itself for a ground invasion of Gaza to destroy Hamas and possibly whatever human shields that Hamas throws up in their way. So what happens then? Well, Hezbollah is arming itself up in Lebanon. They're a lot better equipped than Hamas is because Iran has been able to arm them directly for decades with no Israeli blockade to deal with. Then there's this Palestinian authority in the West Bank. So far, they've avoided joining Hamas. But will they be able to resist if they see thousands of Palestinian civilians blasted to smithereens in Israel's reprisals? But, you know, we can step back and look even further. What if Iran itself wants to get involved directly? What about Turkey or Egypt or Saudi Arabia? All of them either support Hamas directly or at least are far more sympathetic to the Palestinian cause than they are to Israel's. So for half a century, the Arab countries have avoided fighting Israel because when they fought them in the past, they were crushed. They were obliterated. It wasn't even a contest. But the IDF of today isn't the same IDF as in 1967. We learned that a week ago. The IDF didn't even detect Hamas supposedly building up for a massive attack. And then Hamas was able to easily smash through one of the most fortified borders on planet Earth. So the legacy media tells us. The Iron Dome was rendered ineffective as well. So what is the Arab world thinking? Well, they might be thinking Israel is far more vulnerable than they appear. So now what happens if those countries get involved and Israel can't stop them? You know what happens then. The pressure for the United States to get involved will become absolutely irresistible. Every press outlet, every TV channel, every politician will become Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley and Mitch McConnell. And they'll demand it. America will get sucked into another Middle Eastern quagmire, and this one will be much, much larger than any that we've ever fought before. Just fighting Iran by itself will be far tougher than fighting Iraq. Iran has four times as many people as Iraq had in 2003. It's spent decades preparing to fight us. It has a new strategic alliance with China. It's pretty friendly with Russia, too. And of course, thanks to the fact that we wasted our strength on Iraq and Afghanistan and Ukraine and Syria and Libya and everywhere else, thanks to the bioweapon mandate and its crippling and deadly consequences, thanks to the purge of real soldiers who've been replaced by trannies and woke incapable America is a lot weaker too. So what happens if we get sucked into this? Well, I mean, it could easily be a disaster for America, not some easy victory. And if it's a disaster, what then? Well, we might see China make a play for Taiwan. We might see North Korea make a play for the South. All over the world, conflicts have been frozen in place for decades for the fear of U.S. power. Well, now for the sake of some tiny state in the Middle East that we obsessively support, it could all come tumbling down. But it's taken as just a matter of faith that we should support them. The narrative for decades has been that Israel did nothing wrong other than be a Jewish state surrounded by Muslims who wanted them dead. And so America, as this heroic defender of democracy and freedom, 
must support them. It's a compelling narrative, I'll admit. It's easy to buy right after a big Hamas massacre. But this conflict in Palestine has been running for 75 years now. Is it really as simple as the press wants you to believe? You know the answer. Of course, it's not. Israel as a country was born in ethnic struggle. According to Israel, the Arab Palestinians simply chose to flee back in 1948 rather than live alongside the Jews. But there's plenty of evidence that a lot of the Arabs didn't leave voluntarily. They were driven out, fearing for their lives. Some of them didn't escape at all. And to this day, there is absolutely no shortage of attacks by Israeli radicals against Christians and Muslims. So that being the case, it has to be asked, why are we taking sides in this conflict at all? Why are we trying to sort out right from wrong in a century-long blood feud filled with atrocities? Conrad Franz might be able to help us answer that. He's the host of World War Now. He blogs over at Substack, and he joins us now. Conrad, thank you so much. I mean, to that, what do you say? Well, Stu, I have to say it's a great opening monologue, and it really hits all the important points from us here in America. And you really like that you hit that point about the this narrative that the Arabs peacefully chose to, whether it was go to Jordan or the West Bank or the Gaza Strip or flee to the West or another Muslim country. You're, that, that was totally not voluntary. In fact, there's documents that I recently posted on Twitter about from an Arab League investigation that was presented to the United Nations. And they basically outline all of, of course, Jewish atrocities against Muslim holy sites, but also against Christian holy sites. Dozens of convents, dozens of churches, dozens of cathedrals, small skeets where monks, whether it's Catholic, Orthodox, Anglican, across the Christian spectrum, even some Baptists at the time, they had their locations stormed by the Israeli troops, which then caused them to be shelled by the Arabs who were fighting against the Israeli army, or in many cases, they stormed churches and then bombed other churches that they had mistaken to be Arab uh, centers of power just because of the people that happen to be living there and the fact that they really don't care about any of the religious sites besides the synagogues that they themselves have already built. But it really brings this important point to the fore where, oh, where, where should we be as Americans or as Christians on the side of Hamas, on the side of Israel, on the side of the Palestinians? Well, of course, I believe the Palestinians are about to experience an unprecedented humanitarian crisis if this ground invasion of Gaza goes forward. It's still true that we are not loyal to Hamas here in America. But the reason why some of us who are on the America first side might be accused of perhaps they say these things, oh, you're shilling for Hamas, you're shilling for Hezbollah, you're shilling for Iran. Well, frankly, Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, they don't have an interest lobby group in America that claims that in 24 hours, it could get 70 senator signatures on the back of a napkin. That's what AIPAC official Stephen Rosen said back in the day. So to act as if to be against the Israeli Zionist push here in America to drag us into a war that could easily turn into a third world war, one against Iran, which we have lost wars against in simulated war games. It shows that this is a very dangerous path we're being dragged into. And anybody that is doing anything besides trying to, in my opinion, stem and cool down the Zionist hotheads that control our government are on the wrong side of this. This morning at about nine o'clock, Conrad, uh, Lindsey Graham and his fellow warmongering Pfizer Raytheon butt slut colleagues were on the Fox News channel and they were demanding kinetic invasion, confrontation, full-blown war with Iran. These people have absolutely lost their freaking minds. I mean, they're saying unequivocally, Lindsey Graham, well, I talked to the ambassador from, from Israel who told me, and I agree with him, that Iran was responsible for this, and now Hezbollah is going to come in from another direction. And he said, so right now, this is a one-part war. Make no mistake, if Hezbollah decides to do something, that will be provoked by Iran and orchestrated by Iran. And then this will be a three-part war. We need the Biden administration to be dedicated to invading Iran. Well, we have our 
uh, aircraft carriers right there in the eastern Mediterranean, supposedly to prevent Hezbollah from going in. But people forget Hezbollah is the largest non-state army that exists in the world. They have 150,000 missiles, 100,000 troops. They have beat Israel debatably in the 2006 war. This idea that the IDF is this strong, insanely powerful military that can just stand up against the entire Arab world without extensive American, United Kingdom, NATO, Western-style support is just total nonsense. And I've talked to so many people that are high on their own supply of Jewish supremacist, Jewish supremacist Zionist propaganda that think that they can really just do anything and then the idea they just kind of assume america will help but even then it doesn't get them the humility that it would need to realize that you're facing some insane military powers powers that are now supported by russia and china and of course russia we know it does have a large israeli diaspora a large portion of the israelis in israel are russian have russian citizenship speak russian benjamin netanyahu's fluent in russian but at the same time, so many of those Israeli dual citizens fled Russia at the beginning of the Ukraine war, showing where their loyalty really lies. So Putin, while he does have a bit of a hang up on the Israel issue, much like Donald Trump, much like our people here in America, unfortunately, it does seem that he is at the very least due to his alliance with Iran, due to Iran's support in Ukraine, that he is very much siding on the side of the Palestinians, at the very least making it very clear that the Russia-Chinese position is a two-state solution returning to the 1967 borders. And as far as what America and Russia and Christian countries should do, there's a third way here. There's a way that involves pursuing peace and protecting Christian holy sites in the region. The West Bank is still 5% Christian. The Gaza Strip has a few thousand Christians of all the denominations. The Zionist entity has almost no Christians currently residing in it that are able to worship openly. The West Bank actually has Christian mayors of huge cities like Ramallah that are only 8%, 5% Christian. Bethlehem has a Christian mayor. So at the very least, neutrality, if not a slight bias towards the Palestinian Authority due to their protection of Christians, and going in, setting up a mandate, protecting these places. This is something that the Russian Empire, before they were taken by the communists, actually had visions for. For, of course, taking Constantinople, as well as, of course, going into the Holy Land. There are still sites in the desert, sites that were from ancient times that the Russian church has had to take onto itself because the local Greeks and other Christians there have been so pushed out by Zionist pressure. The old city of Jerusalem becomes less Christian every day due to Zionist encroachment on the land and illegal uh, legal jargon they use to take land from Christian groups. Yeah, you know, you were talking or alluding to or making reference to Vladimir Putin's allegiances or alliances. I think that his allegiance is to his people. He's a Russian nationalist. Mm -hmm. He's an Orthodox Christian who kicked this criminal central banking cabal and the Rothschilds out of his country, said, I'm not going to be a part of this corrupt nonsense, and appears to be, from where we sit at least, one of the only people standing between what's left of the free world and whatever this one world governance is that's quickly approaching. Uh, and so I, I think that we have to really be honest with ourselves, ignore the legacy media. A hundred percent of our U.S. senators and congressmen, as Conrad alluded to, with APAC saying that these people could, he could get 100 signatures on the back of a napkin. Yeah, of course he could, because they swear an allegiance to Israel before they are even allowed to be office holders on behalf of the American people. Where are we as a country with this dual citizenship when we're allowing somebody to swear an allegiance to a foreign nation thousands of miles away that has done nothing to support us in any one of these quagmires that we've been dragged into ever? And What's left of the free world in this country? I mean, where are we? Well, you, you see Nikki Haley, who she's the kind of person who's on the side of these Ben Shapiro, Mark Levin characters who are trying to prevent this false dialectic of it's us in the West and Israel versus the, they've said this, the horde of orcs, really weird way to 
talk about Arab people, you know, I have many Arab Christian friends, especially, they, they, they talk about it like this. And so it's this idea that we need to support Israel to support the Occident, to support Western civilization. But then Nikki Haley goes on the news and says, we should let a million Palestinian refugees into America. What, 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 it's, at this point, it, there's no American interest involved here. There can be None. seven politicians on a stage, and all of them will basically just be debating Israeli domestic issues, Israeli foreign policy. That's what it seems like. And any mention of America is incidental to how they can help Israel. Real. And it's truly insane. And when you talked about Vladimir Putin, you made such a great point, Stu, that while sure, no leader is perfect, Putin has made it very clear that the Russian people are his interest. That's 120 plus million people. I consider Russians European. I consider them Christian. I consider them a kindred people of the American people. They settle a vast frontier on the Eurasian continent. And right now, the Russian foreign policy is much more sensible. They're actually engaging in real politics. Sure. In Russia, there are ideological reasons why they may want to support the Palestinians more or support those Christian sites, but they're playing this real. They're trying to keep people safe. They're trying to keep their country from getting dragged into another war. That We know Putin didn't want the war in Ukraine to happen. They suck out for eight years after 2014 and the bombing of the Donetsk People's Republic, Luhansk People's Republic, and everybody there, the Maidan Revolution and everything. And I think it's really important to recognize that Putin's stance as a supporter of the Orthodox Church is really important in not just protecting those Christian sites, but in a more eschatological perspective that seems to be brutal unfortunately. Metropolitan Neophytos of Morfu, he is a Orthodox Metropolitan in Cyprus. He's one of the few Cypriot bishops who has maintained a strong stance on the Ukrainian schism in Russia, and he has refused to concelebrate with the State Department-backed uh, fake bishops there. And he said, right at begin, right before, actually right as, rather, the special military operation started in Ukraine, and mind you, this bishop predicted before the COVID lockdown started that we were living in the last normal week of the world, right before the first lockdowns began. He said, we are li we are living in the second and a half year of the third world war, but they simply are not saying this to us. Many times these unseen authorities are even more powerful, so that none will say that, that this bishop is speaking about prophecies for years, but has not told you about these things. I'm telling you now, prepare. And things have only gone that direction. So we've continued to monitor what he says and the hot conflicts, whether it's Ukraine, Russia, whether it's uh, Ar Armenia, Azerbaijan, China, Taiwan, the Kosovo issue, and now most importantly, Israel, Palestine. Uh, on our show on World War Now, we're doing our best to just juggle everything and make sure Christians can discern what's really going on. The thousands of churches that have been erected in Russia since Vladimir Putin took power, these are not abominations. These are golden sconce, beautiful cathedrals. They're incredible places of worship. Uh, we saw Vladimir Putin send transports to ethnic Russians to get them out of Ukraine. We saw as the Nazi Azov Battalion, under the direction of this fake homosexual, ass-slapping, piano, penis-playing, installed actor, Vladimir Zelensky, with seven Ys at the end of his name, I mean, even his name is fake. We saw this guy direct his people to then shoot them in the back and toss them into the mass graves in the Donbass. All of that has happened since the CIA coup d'etat happened violently in 2014 in that country. Uh, elections were canceled, all of the same tactics that they're applying right here in the United States right now. Uh, the media is desperate for us to think that Vladimir Putin is this boogeyman. But you know what? Vladimir Putin didn't force you to get an injection. Vladimir Putin isn't indoctrinating your kids with transsexual propaganda. He's not forcing Marxist critical race theory down their throat. Vladimir Putin didn't take your job away from you. Vladimir Putin isn't threatening to put you in prison for asking the government to redress your grievances here and apply your First Amendment rights. No, that is your fake government murderous corporate crime syndicate. The war that we should be concerned about isn't one that's thousands of miles away that does nothing to endanger American citizens. What's happening between Israel and Gaza is none of our business. It's not in America's interest or the interest of Americans to go and fight in this war. It puts nobody in danger unless we choose to get involved with it. And so, you know, 
The war that we should be focused on at this point is the war that our government has declared on the American people. Uh, I've got one minute left. I want to give you the final words. Well, the government's declared war on the American people on behalf of a specific group of the people we're trying to help in Israel. We all heard Chaim Richman, the head of the Temple Institute, friends with Benjamin Netanyahu, say Christians are mistaken for worshiping one Jew and should instead worship all Jews as Jews, quote unquote, die for Christian sins every day. If these are the people that we're going to go to war for in the Middle East against a population that ostensibly does protect Christians compared to the Zionist regime, then it's time for us to say no and the American people need to stand up and tell their leaders we will not stand for this. So many good points. Such a smart young man. Conrad Franz, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. More of the Stu Peters Show continues right after for this. Go nowhere. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD, or go to goldco.com slash stew. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary, poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. That's because Big Pharma's evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is. And they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS-60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money-back guarantee. 
go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter C, dot com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code Peters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. So Israel has delayed its ground offensive into Gaza, at least for the time being. But Gaza has still lost power and food and water and medicine. So life in that city is steadily getting worse. People are ultimately going to die of starvation, dehydration, disease, illness. Yesterday, the illegitimate pedophilic Biden regime said that it had discussed creating humanitarian corridors in South Gaza to provide assistance to displaced people. But given the Biden cabal's record at handling our border, our inflation, or just about anything else, we can take an easy guess how this is probably going to go. It's going to be a mess, a total disaster. People have lost their mind on Twitter, cheering on the death of innocent children. For example, consider this tweet by Laura Loomer, quote, no water and electricity for terrorists. The fact that the U.S. government is trying to pressure Israel to give terrorists water and electricity shows you how far our nation has fallen, unquote. So by Loomer's account, the entire population there of over 2 million in Gaza are terrorists. So these children deserve death by starvation and dehydration for the sins of their parents, if their parents are even involved in any of this, and for the innocent parents, death to the innocent Gazan men and women for the actions of a terrorist network operating out of their home country. Meanwhile, Israel's blood is up. If you listen to their own politicians and military leaders, they're ready for an unprecedented campaign of retribution against Gaza. If 1,300 Israelis died in Hamas's attack, we may very well see 13,000 Gazans die in the counter-strike. Or more. Why not 130,000? Why not 1.3 million? I mean, it's clear that Israel is not inclined to treat civilian lives with much respect at all. And people like Loomer are cheering this on. If you turn on the Fox News channel, you'll see warmonger after warmonger begging for U.S. military involvement, begging the murderous American regime to send your children to go and fight a war that has nothing to do with American life. Let's be clear. This war does nothing to endanger United States citizens unless we choose to get involved. This conflict does nothing to threaten the national security or sovereignty or prosperity of our country unless we choose to get involved. So the obvious question is, why is America tying ourselves so closely to this? Why are we making sure that if Gaza becomes the worst Middle East bloodbath in a half a century, that it's linked directly to America? I mean, this is reckless. America bankrolls Israel's military and gives our diplomatic cover to its entire foreign policy. We have the power to restrain them and force them to make a proportional response, but instead we're egging them to be as violent as possible. Why? Sam Parker might have something to say about that. He ran against Mitt Romney in the 2018 Senate race, and he joins us now. Sam, thank you so much for coming back. We always appreciate it. Thanks having for having me on, Stu. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, so to this, you say what? Well, yeah, I think it's obvious the reason why we're so involved in Israel is because of the Zionist influence over our government, the Zionist infiltration at all levels of government and in our in our media. Uh, today, uh, you had Ben Shapiro lying about uh, Israel bombing the Rafah crossing. He, uh, you know, that's the the crossing, of course, from Gaza into Egypt, where the, the it's the only option that Gazan Palestinians have to flee the bombing, because the other six. Uh, exit entrance exits uh have been into israel have been closed by israel that leaves them the only option of the rafa crossing and israel's been saying hey you gotta you gotta get out of here you gotta flee we're gonna bomb we're gonna bomb you 
And then Israel bombed the Rafa crossing. And then you have people like Ben Shapiro uh, getting on TV and on his streaming, uh, you know, on the Daily Wire saying, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. But it's true. He, he straight up lied. It, it's true. It's confirmed that they've been bombing the Rafa crossing, keeping it closed. So uh, they're caging, uh, they're caging the Gazans in there like animals and that's how they see them they see them as animals the israeli defense minister has referred to them as, as animals and several uh several other prominent israeli influencers and government officials have referred to them as animals saying there's no there's no innocence within gaza to your point about the children they're just bombing women and children now another 500 uh people died uh just a uh, just a few uh, just a little while ago in a in a hospital bombing just another, so that takes the death toll near th th uh near or well about 1300 death toll now or excuse me, about 3,000 uh, and about some about 12 or 1,300 of those have been women and children. To your point of, about Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro was just on yesterday yeah. or the day before saying, you know, what happens if you kill 3,000 Americans? We come and we flatten you. In the meantime, here's yeah. a clip I want you to listen to. We'll get your reaction on the other side. But does, does that mean, um, you say, does that mean starve the Palestinian people, continue to, because they will be so hungry and will be so desperate for water and medicine that then they will give up Hamas? It sounds callous, but I mean, this is a war. It sounds callous, but I mean, this is a war. So starve these people, dehydrate these people, turn off their electricity and kill them. That's not the way we conduct uh, modern warfare in civilized nations, as far as I know, that we don't collectively punish women and children and civilians by starving them of water and food uh, in order for them to somehow be able to give up, you know, this small cabal of leadership in their countries, you know, how... How's that going to work? How, how, yeah. These people, uh, these terrorists uh, apparently have underground tunnels. They have food and water of their own squirreled away. Uh, it's, this is just a canard. They see these people as animals. We we have them on record as calling them animals. They're flattening entire city blocks indiscriminately. They've dropped maybe eight to 9,000, 2,000 pound bombs since their bombing uh, campaign started. They're just wiping these people out and driving and driving them out of their homes and leveling. Prior to you coming on, I was talking to some staff members here at the network and I said, you know, specifically like the media has been against cluster bombs for years, right? I mean, uh, the Fox News Channel, CNN, MSNBC, collectively, the entire legacy press has been Cluster bombs are just too dangerous for civilian populations. And now you have Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and, you know, Nikki Haley and Patch man, Dan Crenshaw, the thug that he is, calling for the deployment of cluster bombs. I mean, and then Fox cheering them on for this. I mean, Brian Kilmeade is on in the morning time begging admirals to basically project this war onto the current military, military leadership. It's, it's dumbfounding. I read yesterday that Israel has dropped uh, the equivalent of a quarter of a nuclear bomb on Gaza so far. A quarter of a nuclear bomb, Stu, on innocent women and children. And and we're told that it's, well, they're just targeting Hamas. Well, I, I don't know. Are there 8,000 Hamas installations hidden in hospitals and schools and mosques and apartment buildings all around the Gaza Strip? You know, is that is every one of these 8,000 or 8,000 bombs earmarked for Hamas? It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And these are bloodthirsty warmongers. Cluster bombs, it's outrageous. They're committing war crimes. They're starving people. They're, they're drinking contaminated water now, I've read uh women and children and we've all seen we've all seen the footage it's it's terrible you know i hate to be one of these guys that's like imagine the hypocrisy you know like uh you know some democrat if you believe in that construct goes and doesn't file or pay taxes you know consider hunter biden for example been telling the irs to go fuck themselves for years and nothing's ever going to happen to him and then you see nope. people like sean hannity stand up and say well can you imagine if a republican behaved this way they're all behaving this way
every single one of these corrupt, fake, uniparty, murderous elites that pretends to be doing the bidding of the American people is steadfastly cheering on sending your young men to death in this war that has nothing to do with us at all whatsoever. I cannot wrap my heads around my head around. It is any- not. It is not an America first position. You're correct. You're absolutely right, Stu. It's not America first. America. Uh, you know, we should have nothing to do with these atrocities. We have no interests over there. These people are bloodthirsty on both sides. If you hear, you know, Ezra Gachin, uh, one, of, he's an old a Zionist war veteran from the 1948 war who committed war crimes in 1948. We have him on video this week out there. Uh, whipping up the troops uh, with uh, saying stuff like erase the memory of them, erase the Palestinians, erase their families, mothers and children, their animals that can no longer live. He, he said, if you have an Arab neighbor, don't wait, go to his home and shoot him. All of the prophecies sent by the prophets are about to occur. These people are unhinged. And, and these same Zionists and these same unhinged Israelis Okay, they control our government. They've infiltrated our government. Our government is speaking for them, right? Ben Shapiro, he's a, he was outed as a Mossad agent last week by a former co-worker at Breitbart, right? Who 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 gets talking points and directives from Israeli directly from Israeli intelligence. And so you have these these mouthpieces and and then of course you have they fund these campaigns. These these politicians are speaking using the same talking points as the Zionists and these Jewish supremacists in Israel. That's who's controlling our government. It's a pernicious poison and it's not America first. There that's Israel first. And Raytheon first and Lockheed Martin first. Absolutely. All these NGOs first, the enrichment and empowerment of these rats in D.C. Uh, These people will kill you and they will kill your children and they will send you to go and die in some war that has nothing to do with us. You you know, viewers of this program, I I, I would think by and large, get it. Uh, But we're a lot harder to find than Brian Kilmeade and, uh, you know, Steve Ducey and Sean Hannity who are cheering this on and giving all of these people the instructions to go and blindly believe the thing of the day. And the thing of the day is Toby Keith post 9-11 will put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Get pissed off. Get into your feelings. Get agitated. Be emotionally charged and then support this war. Let's go blast everybody off the face of the planet. Hey, guess what? If it's men, women, and children, that's what happens in war. Oh, we starve them. We, we shut off their electricity so that they freeze or they you know die of starvation or dehydration. Well, guess what? This is war. In wartime, guess what? Collateral damage just happens and these people... No. No. How about bring the military home and secure our own border to protect the physical invasion that's happening here where weapons caches from Hamas or Hezbollah might be coming into this country and dirty bombs all over the place to blow up innocent Americans who want nothing to do with these foreign quagmires anymore? You know, it's interesting, Stu. I've been seeing all kinds of infographics talking about the naval deployments to the Middle East with these aircraft, car- multiple aircraft carrier groups now uh, uh, going to Israel. I don't believe And them. I just thought to myself... Where's all the infographics of our our own American forces heading to our southern border to defend right. us against the onslaught of 250,000 invaders coming across our, our border every single month, eight to 9,000 every single day? Where's the infographics of that, yeah. of, of us of us defending our own borders, defending our own people? We get tens of thousands of Americans are dying because of fentanyl, uh, because of other crimes that illegals are perpetrating. It's eroding the fabric of our country. Nobody cares. But the second some Israelis die in an ethnic conflict that we have nothing to do with. I mean, we literally are, we're sending aircraft carriers. 
losing our minds. When, when do American when do the American people get this kind of attention from their own government? And when then you have get, and then we, and then you have these hosts on Fox talking to some retired admiral saying, "Yeah, so uh, are, are, is it going to be soon? Do you think the tomahawks and the cruise missiles will be flying into the what?" And, and Lindsey Graham said, "Make no mistake, if Hezbollah gets involved, this will not be a one-tiered war. This will be a three-part war that will include a physical invasion of Iran and then was trying to egg on the Biden administration, hence Obama, I mean, a.k.a. Obama, into uh, like literally a kinetic confrontation, a full-blown war with Iran. So we're in this undeclared war, this proxy war with Russia and Ukraine, big construct, fake war, completely fake. All of the premises are fake. The causes of the war that the media is telling you about are fake. The actual events of the war, the ghost of Kiev, the, the bombing of a maternity ward, all proven to be fake. No, what this is about is agitating a guy after making a promise that we would never expand NATO any further east. And then day after day, month after month, year after year, we're introducing more countries into NATO, an organization and a force designed for one specific reason, to fight Russia. What do you think Vladimir Putin is supposed to do? But that's what they're doing on purpose. They want to stoke a war with Russia, stoke a war with Iran, stoke a war with China. We're going to have so many wars going on all over the place. Easy to do away with elections. Reign in power. Take everybody's guns here. If you're a dissenting voice, we're going to throw you in prison. We're taking over this country, whether you like it or not. That's what these people are telling you. That's what's going on. And, you know, that's what's happening in Israel. Israel was on the brink, literally on the brink of civil war until this war erupted, uh, you know, which has saved Benjamin Netanyahu's, you know, behind. And we're seeing the same uh, playbook playing out here, as you just as you just so well enunciated that, you know, this is has the effect of keeping uh, our citizenry, citizenry uh, ununified, in disarray, uh, in debt, uh, and keeping this administration firmly in control by creating chaos around the world. It's 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 disgusting. And by the it's way, despicable. when you say this administration, you don't mean Joe Biden. Everybody knows this guy doesn't even know where he is. He gets lost in That's the right. bushes. He defecates himself on an international stage. The, the world is laughing at him. He's not the leader of this country. I don't think anybody in this country is actually the leader of this country. If you want to look for who's leading this country – See Israel. That's right. Sam yeah, Parker, Benjamin uh, Netanyahu, final, final words. I got, I got one minute. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Benjamin Netanyahu, right? President of Israel, president of the United States, frankly. You yeah. know, you had the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, going over there uh, saying, hey, I'm a Jew. You know, he, he didn't go in over there in his capacity as an American, apparently. He went over there in his capacity as a Jew. So to your point, yeah, Joe Biden's not running this administration. It's the Zionists and the military industrial complex that are that are absolutely just dictating everything. Uh, you know, are dictating our destiny. We should have nothing to do with with the atrocities going on over there. We should focus on home, invest here, build our own country. We got plenty of problems, plenty of problems. And, it, you know, I'm sorry that 1,200 Israelis died. I'm sorry. That's terrible. It's awful. But they've already exacted their retribution. There's 3,000 dead Palestinians, maybe more now. And, and they keep acting like they haven't done anything yet. They keep saying, well, we have a right to defend ourselves. Well, you've defended yourselves. And now you're committing atrocities. I want no part of it, and Americans should want, should want no part of this. Yeah. And they're not cheering it on from their dinner tables. They're not saying, yes, please take more of my tax money to go and defend Israel. And to your point, not only is it Benjamin Netanyahu and the other you know, uh, Zionists that are infiltrating and running this country, but I mean, even the richest man in the world, the owner of the biggest uh, you know, social media platform in a Twitter spaces that was kind of face melting, just really just sat there and said, you know, I'm actually a Jew. I, That's right. I just, I, but I'm an aspirational Jew, he said. 
Now, Stu, I just want to leave the viewers with one last thing. You know, we learned uh, we learned of an of an incident in Israel in one of these uh, so-called Hamas massacres, where uh, the Israeli IDF was responsible for for killing many of the Israeli hostages uh, in a firefight. They weren't careful, and they and they killed a dozen Israeli hostages in a firefight. And I just want to tell people if that's if that's how the Israeli army is going to treat their own hostages, just all out war and kill kill them indiscriminately, how are they going to treat the Palestinians? And how are they going to treat any American boots? that are on the ground. That's right. Hey, right up against this break. Gotta go. More of the Stu Peter Show next. Ain't no telling what's around the bend. We're all just guessing how it's gonna end. And couldn't see it coming. Here's a surprising fact. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar after eating. When I talk about blood sugar, a lot of people oftentimes tune it out because they think it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone needs to understand. One of the biggest keys to optimal health is having balanced blood sugars. Spikes in blood sugar force your pancreas to work harder and are associated with things like weight gain and even risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, the boys at Bioptimizers have a blood sugar optimization product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And I don't think I'm overstating my case when I say it's revolutionary. Simply take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal and your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles to be used as fuel instead of turning them into fat. As a result, you'll enjoy more stable energy without the post-meal crash. It also will improve your overall health. You have to try it. For an exclusive offer, go to bioptimizers.com slash SP. Again, that's bioptimizers.com slash SP. It's everywhere. Mainstream media is howling about the new COVID variants. They are offering free vaccines and boosters, but people are waking up to their BS and not falling for their lies any longer. God gave us a brain to think and an immune system to fight off evil forces and the devilish diseases that have been unleashed on humanity. We don't want to die suddenly. We want want to live fully. We don't want to alter genetics. We want to strengthen the body we have already been blessed with. Try our immune protocol today. It has 15 flu-fighting ingredients, including vitamin C, D, zinc, quercetin, magnesium, elderberry, turmeric, and more. You don't need blood clots. You don't need cardiac arrest. You don't need big pharma. You need an immune system that will stand up to tyranny. You need our immune protocol. Visit PandemicProtocol.com to fight through this flu season and beat the next bioweapon variant with an all-natural, non-GMO solution. Go to PandemicProtocol.com today. Heart disease and blood clots and strokes and kidney failure, all things that a sane person would fear and all things that can be found on the back of an ibuprofen bottle as potential side effects. To top it all off, ibuprofen doesn't even get to the main cause of your pain and swelling problems. It's only temporary pain relief. It's only masking the true problem, which is inflammation. This isn't a solution to your pain, but you can find one right now at StopMyInflammation.com. Go to StopMyInflammation.com and learn more about why researchers are saying to add this Antarctic super nutrient to your diet. I'm talking about omega-3 fatty acids, but not just any form of omegas. No, these are omega-3 fatty acids sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content from krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, and brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. In fact, it outperforms ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol, and it doesn't have the dangerous side effects that we mentioned earlier. Better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Just go to StopMyInflammation.com right now. Go to StopMyInflammation.com. 
So this Republican mantra from Nikki Haley and Raytheon butt slut Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney and the rest is, stand with Israel. How about this? I'll stand with Israel when Israel bows to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Now, of course, they don't mean stand. What they mean is spend on Israel. Fight with Israel. And if it comes to it, send your children to go and die with Israel. I mean, seriously, this is what these people are talking about right now. Is You have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and Palestinians, um, you know, all of them don't, you've got half of them at the time that I was there, didn't want to be under Hamas's rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. You had the other half that supported Hamas and wanted to be a part of that. We see that with Iran, too. The Iranian people don't want to be under that Iranian regime. They don't. We saw what happened to Masa Amini. We saw how they treat them. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, that's enough. Do you know what that means? Do you, do you know what she's saying right there? I'll tell you what she's saying. She is saying that we need to spread democracy and that we need regime change in Iran. We don't want these people living under this Iranian regime. So we need to do what we did in every other quagmire that we got involved with in Iraq after weapons of mass destruction and Saddam Hussein al-Qaeda ties, spoiler alert, turned out to be more lies under the empire of lies. We had to change the whole narrative after we had already invaded that country and killed a bunch of people, by the way, to spreading democracy in Libya and in Syria and in Afghanistan. We have spread democracy all over the place. And what does that look like? It looks like teaching the importance of transgenderism to Pashtun tribesmen and looking the other way while warlords rape little boys. By the way, spending billions, trillions of dollars on these things to enrich NGOs and corrupt Lockheed Martin missile testing sites and Raytheon, and of course, all of their buddies in the DC Beltway, who if you look right now, I guarantee you are buying stocks in these companies. Liberty Lockdown host Clint Russell had some harsh words for that attitude on his Twitter the other day. He wrote this, quote, Stand with Israel is a dangerous platitude. Let me explain. Blind allegiance as Israel responds with the indiscriminate killing of thousands of civilians increases the chances that neighboring nations enter this conflict. In turn, that increases the chances that the United States will also enter. They do have the right to defend themselves. They do have the right to target Hamas. They do not have the right to flatten city blocks of residential apartments while offering no safe exit. Blind allegiance doesn't even benefit Israel. If you're concerned with Israel's safety and long-term security, you should also encourage them to avoid civilian casualties and de-escalate. Hamas will never be able to topple Israel. A regional war could. Blind stand with Israel statements may make you feel good, but they play right into the hands of Hamas. Brilliantly put. Some food for thought. Clint Russell joins us now. Clint, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, it, it's. I'm so grateful to hear you're you're open on this because it's it's so easy for people to forget the lessons of the war on terror. But uh, you know, for people of a certain age, particularly those that have a more non-interventionist bent, or even those that had kind of a neoconservative uh, worldview in the the immediate aftermath of 9-11, what we've seen is just a complete decimation of our civil liberties, and not to mention our civil liberties, but also countless innocent lives all over the world. You don't have, I mean, 
we spent 20 years and trillions of dollars to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. It's, it's obscene. It's obscene that there are still politicians that are responsible for much of the war on terror, Joe Biden being uh, one of the very top of them, that are still in power today and still lecturing us about spreading democracy all over the world. I'm f- sick of it, to be perfectly honest. And yeah. I think the American people are too. The America first mantra does not mean that Israel is the 51st state. We will not bleed. We will not go bankrupt for these people. And and God bless them. I have no no animus towards them. We can't afford it. $33 trillion in debt on top of all of the immor- immorality that comes with this, all of the bloodshed. I, I'm not interested in World War III. You have Janet Yellen yesterday saying that we can, we can absolutely afford to fund two wars. Excuse me, Janet. No, we can't. I was a money manager for a very long time. Uh, maybe I didn't go to Harvard or any Ivy League school to to learn, uh, you know, the Keynesian uh, economic school that she did. But I went to the actual school of real economics because I I managed hundreds of millions of dollars. And let me tell you, we can't afford two two more wars, particularly with China threatening Taiwan. It's obscene and insane. And I'm just I'm praying that people wake up before all the it, people that I talked late. about: Lindsey Graham, Mitt Romney, Nikki Haley. Eye patch, fake guy, Dan Crenshaw, the weirdo that he is. All of these people are begging for all of these quagmires to happen at the same time between China and Taiwan. Whoop, we're going to need to send munitions there. Uh, oh, well, Ukraine and Russia. Whoop, we're going to need to send more munitions there. Oh, whoop, Israel and Gaza and Hezbollah and, and uh, Iran. We got to send munitions there. We have to sell the, fi- the finance contracts in order to buy all of these munitions and bullets and bombs and blood and death and carnage and destruction and civilian casualties. They love this. They crave this. It's part of their depopulation event. It's part of their one world governance. It's part of the complete takeover and the subservience of the masses. That's exactly what they're looking for. And I would push back on something you said about Israel being a 51st state. I don't agree that that is, I don't agree that that's the mentality in our country. I don't believe that in our Congress and in our Senate that Israel is the 51st state. I think it's the first state (laughs) These people swear an allegiance to put Israel first before doing the bidding of the American people, and it's putting the American people, including their children who are of military age, to be sent over to this conflict that has nothing to do with us, doesn't endanger us, to go and die for some beginning of what appears to be a holy war of epic proportions. Well, then if, if you're going to one-up me, then I'll one-up you and say they don't want us to just bleed or spend for Israel. They want us to kneel. That, that's really, that's, that's right. really what it strikes me as when they, when they talk about this. It's like you just have to, you have to put all rational thought aside and just stand with them. And this is exactly – I just really want to emphasize that this is exactly the mantra that, that was utilized in the wake of 9-11. And if you remember, it was much of the rest of the world that stood with America. They gave us a, a, what I call a, a morality blank check. That we got to go and do whatever we we deemed necessary to protect the homeland. But what did that entail? It entailed the toppling or the destruction of six to seven additional nations, none of which had anything to do with 9-11. It's insane. And and in hindsight, we can all see this. And yet still today, Netanyahu's up on stage saying there's an, a new axis of evil. It's Lebanon and Hezbollah. It's the Iranians. It's Hamas. I'm not interested in a repeat of this. I'm not interested in seeing the death of innocents by the tens of thousands, if not more. It's sick. We can't afford it. This is not a game anymore, folks. You're already languishing under record inflation in most of our lifetimes. It's not going to get better unless we actually finally mean it when we say America first. Yeah. Remember Jihad Johnny? Remember this guy? Can we put this guy up on the screen? This is the guy in the middle of the desert, some whole country. 
Uh, he's got journalists and Americans, and he's holding them by the head, and he's cutting their heads off. And then they're yep. showing this to the American public to get them emotionally charged. Remember uh, George Bush standing there in the rubble after 9-11 with the bullhorn, with the, with the uh, you know, CIA-created firefighter next to him, uh, and, and, and talking about, yeah, we can hear you, I can hear you, we can hear you, and soon the people who did this, they'll hear all of you. And then you remember Toby Keith, we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. And then you remember uh, Saddam Hussein was, you know, tied to Al-Qaeda and had these Scud missiles and weapons of mass destruction, and he was going to kill the entire planet. He's going to annihilate everybody. Oh, and what about this whole line about, we need to take the war to them before they bring it to us. Nobody's bringing war to us. You know what? You empower the military to do its only real core essential duty, which is to protect the borders of this country against a physical military-style invasion and to protect its citizens against the harm that could come of her invasion, and then you will have no invasion. I mean, this is what people need to understand. We, including myself, I'll admit it a thousand percent, when, when those towers came down, I was f***ing pissed. I was so pissed, and I was so thankful that we had George Bush at the helm to make sure that this would never happen again. What an idiot was I. I mean, literally millions of people, tens, hundreds of millions of people were in that same position. I believe, I hope, I hope I wasn't alone, but I really sure. believed this. I, I believed that we needed to go Toby Keith, these people, right. carpet bomb them all, wipe them off the face of the planet, turn that shit hole into glass. We were all cheering this on. We were emotionally charged. We were pissed off. Americans were dead. And Americans care about humanity. They care about their brothers and sisters in Christ. They care about their neighbors and their neighborhood and their community and their state and their country. They have pride. They have American exceptionalism. And the media beats us down to make you feel like if you're an America first, American exceptionalist, if you uh, believe in these borders and you believe in sovereignty and individual liberty and justice and freedom and let it ring and all of that, then you are a terrorist. And make no mistake, you are the number one enemy of the state. If that's how you feel, they have openly declared war on you and they have proven it by throwing people, Americans in jail on U.S. soil, being held as prisoners of war without due process. I think that's the big difference is that in 1999, it was a bit of a different story. When we got to, when we got to lecture the rest of the world on, on what it was to be free, we were actually doing it from a place of a semblance, at least, of freedom. We can't say that today. I'm sorry. I just spent three years locked in my house in California, and then I had to flee like a refugee to the state of Florida. I, I'm not going to lecture the rest of the world on liberty any longer. It's certainly not democratic process and how, how that is the most you know beneficial uh, system for freedom on earth, given that we are currently funding the Ukrainian government, which has banned opposition parties and, and media. It's all lunacy. It's a lie. I just want to really encourage people to realize it's not that they're just wrong, they're lying. Nikki Haley doesn't care about the, the masked women in Tehran. She doesn't care at all. She is, she is there to profit the military-industrial complex. That is her entire career, and, and at this point, her entire presidential campaign is exactly that. It is to try and foist yet another unconstitutional, illegal, undeclared, unaffordable unwinnable war upon the American people and the world. And I reject it outright. Jim Jordan, presumably the favorite to be the next speaker after the failed China and Israel show McCarthy didn't make due on his promises. The Freedom Caucus is nowhere to be found. Uh, yeah, we'll release the J6 tapes. Hold on, Clint. <laughs> We're waiting.
Do 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 we have them? <laughs> unredacted, unedited, to release to the American public so they can draw their own relevant conclusions about what really happened during the Fed surrection setup, where Americans were killed once again by our government. This is exactly right. You're exactly right. There is nothing about this government that cares. This two-party representative system, this proverbial aisle with fake Democrats and fake Republicans fighting back and forth and conservative values this. Oh, conservative values? Yeah, let's talk about conservative values. How about Matt Schlapp having a bunch of tranny freak shows and homosexuals running around saying, well, we're gay conservatives. What? What is that? Oh, oh, we're, wait, hold on. Judeo-Christian values. What is a Judeo-Christian? Where did this come from? Why this allegiance to Israel? Why do they have to swear this allegiance to Israel? Where did all of this come from? Why are we bowing to this country? Do you have an answer to that? Well, there, <laughs> it goes deep. I, I think that there is a, an evangelical bent in America that believes that the end times must come and, and many people are wanting it. They're like ushering it in. But I, I also think that there's uh, you know, just a tremendous amount of uh, financial manipulation. They, these politicians, APEC, I, I mean, it, you'll get accused of anti-Semitism for bringing it up, but the reality is, is that APEC does fund and, in my perception, own many of the United States Congress people. And, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why I can't point that out. If there was any other nation on Earth- You can Earth point it out. Had, you won't be censored here. Well, I appreciate that. If there was any other nation on Earth that had this level of sway over our political establishment, we would all be revolting. But when it comes to Israel, it's just accepted. And if you were to call it out, well, then you're a bigot of some sort. There is nothing bigoted about saying, I don't want my, my elected representatives. What's that? I, I said, I was just saying, like, he's not making this up. Benjamin Netanyahu said it himself. Exactly. So when you have Benjamin Netanyahu saying, hey, we don't care about America uh, because these people are so stupid. We can control them. We can mold them. We can shape them. We can formulate their thoughts. We can dictate their future actions, we can force them to give us billions, hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars for an iron dome for all of these years, which, by the way, strangely was rendered ineffective with these rockets being fired. Oh, and 10 mile per hour paragliders, you know, like low IQ goat herders flying it. I mean, it was an Ewok strike penetrating the most <laughs> impenetrable borders of any country on planet earth certainly they're not ours we know that but we're <laughs> going to protect the borders of okay so um real quick i, I just want to point a couple of things out and then i want to get your thoughts on these before we close out because we do got to get going uh vladimir putin he's a boogeyman that's what fox news wants you to believe that's what every single representative in our congress wants you to believe that's what our u.s senate wants you to believe it's what every media outlet tells you vladimir putin is a war criminal a, a heathenist murderer uh and and he should die regime change boom uh, so we're going to go start this proxy, undeclared, by the way, war, uh, and open up the congressional Republican Congress, led, by the way, purse strings to fund hundreds of billions of dollars. By the way, another promise that McCarthy made that he wouldn't do, did it anyways, uh, to go fight in this whole country for this fake construct uh, called Ukraine, uh, which, by the way, is made up of probably about 70 percent ethnic Russians that would just rather be Russia. Now you exactly. have Iran, who uh, Lindsey Graham was on the Fox News channel yesterday saying this is the real Satan. I Iran is the real Satan. The Ayatollah is the real Satan trying to appeal to the emotions of Christians in this country because he knows that it's a Christian country founded under God, and he knows that he has to get the evangelical support in order to get behind this war and, and convince Biden or Obama, whoever's running this country, to go and carpet bomb Iran. 
So what is the similarities between Iran and the Ayatollah and Russia and Vladimir Putin? Am I the only one that recognizes that these are the countries that are energy independent and don't bow down to the criminal uh, uh, central banking cabal funded by the Rothschilds? Bingo. Uh, it, it's so true. And and what you've seen as a consequence of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is that they kicked them off of SWIFT and then they stole over $200 billion of Russian rubles from foreign central banks that were holding their central bank assets. And because of that, the BRICS alliance has, has expanded and strengthened as they try to migrate away from the U.S. dollar. We are expediting the demise of the U.S. dollar's reserve currency status on the globe. That is that is a fact. And it. And, it's like no one even seems to care. And by the way, the only reason we've been able to print and borrow and spend like lunatics your entire life is because we exported so much of that inflation abroad. If that changes, which it is, that means all of those U.S. dollars, trillions and trillions and trillions of U.S. dollars come flooding home. If you think the inflation is bad now, just wait. It's going to get really, really just brutal. I mean, we're talking like Weimar, like it could be, it could be absolute hyperinflation in this country. And they're playing with fire to, to defend countries that have no real semblance of American values. Anyways, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Clint Russell, thank you so much. Very brilliantly put. And, you know, I mean, we, we've alluded to this and I told Clint that he wouldn't be censored on this program, but we've been hit by the New York times. We've been hit by the Rolling Stone. Of course, the George Soros-funded baby, Media Matters, of course, the ADL. Look at go go on Google right now and just type in Stu Peters. It's going to be fun for you. That rabbit hole goes deep. Not my biggest fans over there on Google, but one of the top search results on Google for Stu Peters is the ADL. ADL.org/slash Stu Peters. I have my own dedicated page. Not a better enemy to have, by the way. That is an organization that should be labeled as enemy combatants and then treated accordingly. And the people that are advocating for the carpet bombing of, you know, Russia and Iran and, you know, Gaza, where innocent people turn on the news three years ago and see what the Fox Channel and what CNN and MSNBC were talking about, what, what, what their viewpoint was on cluster bombs. They hated cluster bombs, cluster bombs were an atrocity. It was a war crime to use cluster bombs. What is Mitch McConnell calling for? Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, Nikki Haley, eyepatch guy. What are they calling for right now? And we're supposed to, by the way, feel bad for him because he wears a fake eye patch, like he's some war hero. No, we're supposed to believe all of this and now they're cheering on, they're actively egging on the carpet bombing of innocent people. Think about this. The leader of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, a world leader, is on X, formerly known as Twitter, owned by the richest guy in the world, billionaire Elon Musk, who says that he's a Jew in some weird Twitter space that he held with Ben Shapiro and a bunch of rabbis. He says, I'm a Jew now. Okay. Uh, think about that. This guy is on Twitter, on X, as the leader of a country showing aerial footage, openly bragging about his IDF leveling civilian apartment complexes that are occupied by innocent men, women, and children. This is being cheered on by the fake murderous leaders 
of your government, the United States government, corporate crime syndicate, who will do anything to enrich and empower themselves, even if that means you dying a slow death or your children being drafted and stripped of their individual liberties and enslaved in the military industrial complex and deployed to these other countries to go and die in a pile of spent shell casings. This love is getting kind of dangerous. Feels like it's a load of gun. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash Stu. Again, that's VNSH.com slash Stu. Again, VNSH.com slash Stu. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told. But there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org today. If you're looking for the newest, best cutting-edge products to help push your brain and body to the outer limits, then you should stop what you're doing and check out Nootopia, the most powerful bespoke nootropics on the market today. These nootropic stacks are taking the industry by storm. Why? Because they're safe and they're legal and they're highly effective. Even better, every formula is customized for you based on your strengths and your weaknesses and your goals, so you get exactly what you need. Taking the right formulas at the right times can help you focus intensely, block out distractions, reduce stress and anxiety, enhance your creativity, boost your memory, and a whole lot more. You'll be absolutely amazed by how quickly they work. Within 15 to 30 minutes, you should begin to feel and notice the mental effects. Oh, and here's the best part. These formulas come with a full one-year guarantee, so there is zero risk to you to try them for yourself. If you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, then you owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formula. Simply go to newtopia.com slash Peters. Use promo code Peters to get 10% off any order when you go to newtopia.com slash Peters. Welcome back. So when massive events happen and people's emotions run high, we become highly vulnerable to suggestion and manipulation. Most of you have lived through this yourselves, maybe in your personal lives, the loss of a mother or father. 
Well, 20 years ago after 9-11, American society went completely haywire. We were rattled. We were confused. We were ready to believe anything so long as it helped our world to make sense and helped us to process what had happened. And so our country got led into disaster. We were told that terrorists could be anywhere. That we needed to give the government sweeping new surveillance powers in order to protect us. We were told that Saddam Hussein was personally involved in 9-11, and so he had to be brought down. Plus, we had to get rid of his weapons of mass destruction. Oh, and his close Al-Qaeda ties, of course. That's why we needed to kill him. Spoiler alert. Yeah, the WMDs never existed, and those Al-Qaeda ties all turned out to be a lie, too. We were told that we could spread democracy by invading some backwards Middle Eastern countries and giving them a Western constitution and holding some elections. All of these were lies. But yet it took most of us, including myself, years to see through them. And this was hardly the first time people were amped up using lies. In 1991, you'll all remember, we were propagandized toward war against Saddam Hussein with fake stories about Iraqi troops ripping newborn babies from incubators. A hundred years ago, Britain and America were convinced to fight Germany in World War I with sensational stories of atrocities committed by German troops. And a lot of the time, these atrocities were exaggerated or completely made up. But yet there we were, sending young men to die. There's a proverb that says truth is the first casualty of war. Both sides have lots of incentives to lie. No incentive to tell the truth, actually. And we see that in Ukraine. There's these insane stories about Russian troops murdering children for fun or committing other atrocities to fuel anti-Russian animus. So why would the new war in Gaza be any different? I mean, you would think that the indisputable facts would be enough. Hamas definitely killed a lot of civilians, many in gruesome ways. But even then, the desire to sensationalize and invent might be overwhelming. For the past week, for instance, there's been this running fight over whether Hamas fighters decapitated infants. If that's true, it would be easy to prove. There's been no shortage of gory and disturbing images and videos released so far, so the proof isn't being hidden just to avoid upsetting people. So it's very possible that this specific atrocity is not real, that it's fake. And then there's this widespread claim of mass rape and gang rape using Hamas's soldiers during the attack. Now, just logistically think about this. It's hard to imagine. Hamas wasn't a victorious army sacking a city after a victory. No, this was a rapid attack within six hours of the IDF counterattacking in force, and Hamas had every reason to think that they'd be attacked far sooner. Would they really have time for something like rape? I mean, once again, no proof has been offered. Now, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. We're not unequivocally making that claim. But once again, frenzy and exaggeration are being allowed to outrun the truth for the sake of politics and ideology, and most of America is getting dragged along. The sad thing is, this is actually bad for Israel itself. No, seriously. There's no doubt that hundreds of innocent people were butchered, many of them in gruesome ways. We acknowledge that. Yet exaggerations like this give force to those who will claim that the entire attack was faked or that it was engineered by Israel's own government or ours, perhaps. But the truth is, some people just can't help lying. That's what life is like in the empire of lies. Top Lobster is the host of the Tower Gang Pod podcast. He showed us just how easy it is to create and spread sensationalized propaganda by sharing a made-up image of an Israeli child who had supposedly been crucified by Hamas. It was fake. You could tell just by looking at the power outlets, which didn't match the ones used in Israel. But despite that, 
He managed to get more than 2 million views for his image on Twitter, and he joins us now. Thank you so much for coming, Top Lobster. We appreciate you being here. How you doing, Stu? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah I, I lied to the people. I lied to everybody, and it was easy. I'm a, gra- <laughs> I'm a graphic designer by tree. That's, that's what I do. So everything in there is intentional, left in there. And people kind of, uh, the, the people decided how they wanted to react initially right away. It was a, it was a Rorschach test, right? You have people who want to believe Israel and want to, you know, blow this thing up right away. And they say, this is horrible without looking at the clearly photoshopped, a uh, smattered paint, which actually I put over the child is like, it, it's not even layered on the wall. There's no blood on the, it's, it's completely ridiculous. It's a, again, just to backtrack, Tower Gang is a comedy show and we do, uh, we, we like to use comedy like, like, like a knife to slice through the nonsense and really, you know, shine a light on the, on, on the lies. They make the, the lies make it easy for us. So we just kind of run through this stuff. But yeah, the outlet is obviously left in there on purpose. And, uh, the, the hilarious split is the people debunking it and, uh, saying that this is Israeli propaganda. And then the people who are saying, no, this is horrible. And saying that Palestinians actually did this, when meanwhile it's neither. So um, it, it's it's a little bit of like a, it, it's kind of mean mean spirited to do, but I feel like it's necessary in this kind of environment where I can just put something out there and people will believe it so readily and ready they're ready to go into World War Three. Some of these people are ready to send their children to war to die and come back legless from a desert for no reason for memes. For, for pictures that they haven't looked through. With the exception of the people who actually can send children to war, uh, like Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley and Dan Crenshaw, uh, Mitch McConnell. These people aren't going to go die in a war and they don't have children that are going to go die in these wars, but they are absolutely happy to send your children to go and die and then celebrate it. Well, Stu, they might, they might send their kids to the war and uh, be stationed next to a burn pit where they'll get brain cancer and die later on. But yeah, they certainly don't want to send them like right into direct fire. These are not the smartest people. So, but you're you're absolutely 100% right. They they maintain leadership over us. They lie to us no matter which side left or right. And um, most of the American people buy it up. Right right now I I live in a in a red state and I live in a very red area. I'm in Florida and I'm in a spot where, you know, uh they're very Republican and I I moved here on purpose from New York because the other side is is way worse. But it's disturbing to see how quickly they'll buy this kind of propaganda, the Israeli propaganda, the stuff coming, you know, we have to defend Israel at all costs. Whereas the other side is reactionary. Towards, I mean, I ran away from drag queen story hour to come to this and it's not, it's preferable, but not much better. What are so some of the most to, shocking propaganda that you think you've discovered as being completely set up or completely fake or altered? <laughs> other than your own, you, of course. The, the COVID vaccine. I mean, where do you where do you want me to start? It's it, whatever whatever's out there, people will believe. Um, the the forty beheaded babies is is one that again. I the last I checked, it was debunked. I'm not I'm not really sure. It's it's hard to keep up with the lies. Is that debunked now officially? I believe that it is, but we're not going to make the unequivocal claim. Um, but it, overwhelming evidence suggests that yes, it's completely faked and made up, uh, and that it's an AI image. Uh, and then, of course, it was spread to, you know, as as I suggested, you know, uh, during my open is that, you know, when these events happen, people's emotions run high and, and they become highly vulnerable to this manipulation. And our press is paid for by the same people who are funding both sides of our wars. I mean, it's funded by the Rothschilds, Vanguard and BlackRock, of course, 
Then the beneficiaries of all of that are Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. And then by extension, of course, all of the warmongers in the DC beltway and the elites around the world that are enriched and empowered. The more people that die, the better. Uh, the more weapons that can be made and blown up all over innocent people. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, it's not propaganda when he's openly posting on X uh, video, aerial video of him flattening civilian apartment complexes. Yeah, the Israeli, the Israeli Twitter is posting uh, like fake videos of the Iron Dome. They're, they're just, the, the propaganda is unreal. They actually had a community notes on uh, their latest post of the, the, the child's room with the blood on it. And it said, actually, blood doesn't dry pink. And that community note was removed. So we're talking about a level. It, it kind of gives me pause to start playing in this field because this is a level of influence that like, neither of us can imagine. You know, Twitter is privately owned now or X is privately owned by Elon Musk. But still, to have a community notes repealed after it's put up there and this thing got 14 million views on it, there's like something really sinister going on and and, and to backtrack about what you were saying with Raytheon and uh, all these companies, I, you know, I really, I really do wish that all of this is about money, but I don't think it's completely about money. What do you think it's about? They have all, <laughs> I think it's about something, sp- I don't know if this is what this show is about, but I think this is about something spiritual, something old. They're talking about, you know, this, this all comes back to religion, right? To, to the, the promised land, to the, the people that were promised Israel. I, you know, studying the Bible, I'm not even sure that these are the same Jews that the Bible's referring to, and this might be explosive, but I don't care. I'm not sure that that these are. They wouldn't. They wouldn't behave in this manner. But anyway, this conflict and and most of the other conflicts to like deceive us and to manipulate us and to bring us to bring the level of humanity down just seem very spiritual. At some point, it doesn't seem monetary any, anymore. You know, we we've we've perverted this our money so much that. It doesn't even matter. They they already have their millions. They already have their mansions. What else is what else are they trying to achieve? That's a question that I think Americans should start asking themselves. When you go to church on Sunday, and I look up, and in the rafters, not dead center, the American flag is, but, but to the right or to the left, and then right alongside of it is the Israeli flag. I, I start to wonder what is what's going on here. Why why are our institutions completely completely taken? Where, where are we going with this? You know, and I don't know. By the time we wait, we wake up to it, it might be too late. So I know fake pastors that are openly just calling for the genocide, uh, the, the Jewish supremacist genocide of Palestinians. Uh, you know, they're advocating for shutting off the water and the electricity and, you know, killing people slowly by starvation and dehydration. And these are children and women. And so what we're saying is that these children should all be punished for the sins of their parents if they are even involved in this or innocent parents for the sins of a terrorist network that does not represent the over 2 million people in Gaza. So we're just openly saying on the Fox News channel, yes, genocide these people. Pastors are openly saying from the pulpit, yes, genocide these people. And this then becomes a Jewish supremacist genocide. I mean, by definition, that's what this is. Over a country whose borders were defined in the 1940s, I don't know how, you know, how biblical that is, I, I, but I, I will say this. We were promised a holy war to signal the end times. Uh, so I see where you're going with that. I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know that that's what this is. But, you know, the fake government of the United States of America that I refer to as a corporate crime syndicate is openly instigating for this. They're, they're saying, no, we need to go to war with Iran. Iran has got Hezbollah. 
They've got 150,000 precision-guided rockets trained on Israel, allegedly. I mean, where this goes, I don't know. And I know that your show is about comedy. I don't find a whole lot funny about this. So I just want to ask you on a serious note, where do you think that this ends up? I mean, it, it, a lot of the people around me, uh, one of the guys on my show, I think he's coming on later, Clint Russell. Um, he's, you know, everything points to World War III. And where does that actually leave us? I'm not quite sure. I mean, we've had, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you really want to get crazy and, and biblical and talk about end times, I mean, we've had the government talk about uh, aliens, right? Just no big deal. Mexican government wheels out aliens. Um, what if, you know, what if, World War Three happens and, you know, everyone's ready to press the nuke button and then we have some aliens show up and we can form some kind of one world government around them. I don't I don't know this again. This is very in line with what Revelation says and in, in biblical prophecy. And it's also the government telling us this crazy stuff. Whereas 20 years ago, if, if you know, you were a UFOologist or UFOlogist, they'd call you crazy. Now it's kind of par for the course. So where is this going? It's it's going to like total control. It's going to global dominance, it's going to one world order, one world religion, one world. I mean, just one leader for everything. And, and who that leader is, you know, that remains to be seen. But again, very biblical. Do you think that person will be the Antichrist? <laughs> Actually, let me tell you something, Stu. So I have another show. Uh, it's called Nephilim Death Squad. It's a, it's a again, pseudo comedy. Uh, yeah, I know. He's like, wow, that's a mouthful. Pseudo comedy uh, conspiracy show. But we like to talk about you know, obviously like biblical things, because it's very interesting, especially in these times. And uh, this week on Thursday, I have this guy coming on called Donnie Darkened, and he's actually laid out pretty decent proof that Donald Trump may be, maybe an the Antichrist. And it's, I'm not, I don't believe it just yet. I'm going to listen to what he has to say. But if you want to talk about uh, uh, like uh, what the, the, more, the Antichrist is supposed to suffer a mortal head wound, which Donald Trump pretty much did by losing this election to somebody in diapers. Um, then he comes back gloriously and everybody celebrates him. He comes back, fixes the economy. It's celebrated, right? Everyone starts to worship him. 100% of America, it's, it's not far-fetched to see 100% of America fall behind Donald Trump if he wins this election, ends these wars, fixes the economy. These, these are all fairly simple things to, to fix. You want to fix the economy, stop printing money. You know, you want to end these wars, make some phone calls. He made a phone call to Putin and he made a phone call to... Uh, uh, the guy in North Korea and basically stoke those stoke that war from happening. Right. It's not, it's not brain surgery, but our elites now are doing a lot of these things intentionally. They're setting things up for chaos for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm very aware of what's happening here and I'm trying not to be deceived. The Bible also says that they will, that we will be deceived. Great deception. In the end. Yeah. The great deception. That might be the greatest. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, go and say crazy stuff. I already did, but it's something to consider. And it's something for your audience to really have an open mind to and, and try not to be fooled. It's really, I, my entire monologue here was about how difficult it is for people to really be independent and free critical thinkers. They do what their television set tells them to do. They've been programmed to do that. They've been indoctrinated to do that. They've been gaslit. They've been brainwashed for decades. This has been going on. Your nightly news is telling you the truth. All these crazy people on the internet are full of conspiracy theories. You should run away and turn them off. Uh, and, and they'll probably be thrown in jail. But yeah, I mean, listen, to your point- well, how, many of these, how many of these conspiracy theories have been correct so far? Are you keeping, are you keeping track, people? I, I, understand, I understand the hesitancy. And, and again, like, just to backtrack again, the people of Israel- the people of Palestine, 
they're within this this uh realm of like believing this propaganda i don't i don't agree with either side i think you know this conflict is 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 stupid but they've been propagandized so thoroughly that if you ask them they'll tell you you know speaking point a versus speaking point b mm-hmm. i don't know if it's necessarily their fault the people above it's it's the governments of the government of israel the 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 governmental structure of Hamas and this terrorist agency. These are the people doing this, which if we're talking about the governmental structure of Hamas, we might also be talking about the government of Israel, which funded them and then allowed them to fly over in, it was like fans with balloons. They're flying at 10 miles an hour and they're flying over the most secure border in the world, screaming, you know, Alo Akbar, we can't stop them, but seven hours later. So again, like I got a bridge to sell you people. Wake up. This is, it's, 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 it's comical. This is why I do comedy. It's, it's hilarious. I couldn't have said Can it you better. imagine? Yeah. I mean, imagine if 340 million Americans could wake up, you know, right now, like, and, and be with us and see this and just at, at least don't believe what I'm saying. Just go and look at the facts. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe Top Lobster. You don't have to believe any of the people that come on this program, although be it they're experts, uh, people that are willing to stick their neck out there to tell the truth at the risk of their own lives and the, their, the lives of their families. So sure, don't believe any of that. But just have an open mind and wake up. Couldn't have said it better. Top Lobster, yeah. thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. More of the Stu Peter Show continues right after this. Go nowhere. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. So from the beginning, from the patriotically correct radio show with Richard Leonard to the inception of the Stu Peters show, one man made it possible for me to transition out of bounty hunting, chasing down criminal thug parasites like George Floyd, for example, who the country rioted over and everybody in Washington celebrated. Another thing that they're celebrating in Washington, by the way, we'll get to in a second, but I want to introduce first a great personal friend of mine and the original sponsor here on the Stu Peters show. Uh, Carlos Cortez with Cortez Wealth Management. Hey, brother, I get so many emails still today uh, about how you've just helped tremendously so many Americans. Uh, they thank me. They're like, you made this introduction, and I just got to tell you, I'm just so thankful that you made this introduction to Carlos Cortez. I don't know why it took me so long to call him. I finally did. Best call I ever made. You're protecting people. But so now everybody's cheering on this war in Israel, or in Gaza, rather, that we need to go now carpet bomb everybody, including Iran. 
So what are you seeing from, oh, and by the way, speaking of investors, I bet you if you go look at your U.S. congressperson or your U.S. senator, uh, they're investing heavily right now into Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and all of the other munitions and bomb makers. Uh, but what are you seeing as far as the market is concerned and how people should protect themselves or react right now? You know, it's it's uh, funny you mentioned that, Stu. Uh, so if I look at the indices, so I, I my job, and I agree with you politically, spiritually, I agree with you 110% and I stand with you. But my job is a little difficult because I got to look at the charts and take all that stuff and actually make a a prudent decision on what to do. And as I look at the charts, they too are on our side. Like they too show the story that our country is in shambles. There's a death cross on the New York Stock Exchange. There's a death cross on the S&P 500. There's a death cross on the Russell 2000. And there's a death cross on a NASDAQ. And what a death cross basically means is when the 15-day moving average crosses over the 200-day moving average, we're going to see a meltdown. That happened on all four indices just this past week. So this whole uh, Israel and, and Hamas deal, I understand it. It's politically charging. But what's scary is no one's talking about the financial markets during this distraction we're in right now. And I don't want people, our listeners, to fall victim to a 40% market correction. Pick up the phone, give us a call. We have strategies that can help actually make money when the market goes down. Wow. You just have to give us a call. Yep. 813-448-3446. Uh, grab your pen, write this down. 813-448-3446. You can also book an appointment with Carlos Cortez online. You can do your appointment virtually over the phone or in person. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've done this before. And prior to going on the air, there's been Stu Peters show viewers, listeners, part of the Stu crew in Carlos's office. Just want to say hi. Nothing is more rewarding than that, honestly, knowing that you're taking care of people, seeing them in person, seeing their faces, seeing how appreciative they are. And I'm also too very appreciative. Uh, if you want to go online and book the appointment, CortezWM.com. Again, CortezWM.com. We are out of here for this Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow on Hump Day. I'm sure that there will be more great news tomorrow to discuss from the same place at the same time. Until then, God bless you.